0: Okay, guys, it's uh, day three of the uh, Alpha's Next podcast, and it's uh, brought to you by Alpha's Next, which is our little uh, corner of the world. Uh, as I say, we are. This is the first physical or audio sign of it. We don't even have a website up, but you know, desperate times demand desperate measures. So. Uh out we are. And uh you'll just have to take my literally my words for it. Uh that we are legit. We're bona fide. As they say in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, if you're a Cone Brothers fan. And uh So we're out here trying to help you figure out what's going on in this crazy uh virus world. By the way, don't call this thing the Chinese virus. Unless you want to get in a lot of arguments and lose friends on Facebook. Uh, call it the coronavirus, call it whatever you want, but don't, you know, because uh, our uh, our Asian uh, friends find that to be somewhat offensive and evidently uh, provocative to some of our less intelligent, uh, red-blooded Americans. My wife's Korean, just so we can hopefully make sure nobody thinks I'm some sort of evildoer or deplorable or what have you so anyway uh, enough about that, but uh, you know the virus is the uh, is is gone viral on the on the on the web even you know on social media everybody's talking about the virus and uh, I am here to give you some ray of hope I am not a healthcare professional I'm not an investment professional You know, I'm, My lack of qualifications is pretty universal But I did spend a decade working at the American Medical Association And I spent another 30 years Working on the uh, sort of periphery of the pharma business I was in medical marketing And I'm still available for that So call me if you need help But uh I learned enough to be dangerous as a marketing major, you know. I mean, don't take anything I say as gospel about anything, but particularly about, you know, like healthcare stuff and viral. I, I never got past high school chemistry, much less organic, you know. But uh, the reality of it is, I, I you know, I'm able to follow these conversations based on 40 years of, you know, reading this stuff. And I think this thing is... Uh, getting to be managed. You know, everybody's scared to death, which is great, because it's slowing the spread of the virus. And meanwhile, back at the emergency room and the intensive care unit and the uh, ventilator department or whatever they call that, the respiratory therapy department, you know, we're gearing up here, okay? So demand for uh, that sort of service is being kept Down and supply of that sort of service is being ramped up. The military, you know, today I saw Carnival Cruise is converting their ships to hospital ships. You know, if life deals you lemons, deal make lemonade. And you know, if you can't make virus factories out of these ships anymore, you might as well make hospital ships out of them after hopefully a thorough disinfecting. But in any event. You can see what I mean. I mean, we are a a free people still for the moment. Um, Free markets. Uh, We don't have to depend on one person who's in charge, which is good. So, you know, we're, we're all adapting and responding and making our own hand sanitizer and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So that's good. Number two, every pharma company, all those evil pharma companies, everybody likes to talk about how bad they are. They're all in a race to develop new drugs to treat the symptoms, testing old drugs against it, off-label, thank you, FDA, and, uh, you know, trying to concoct vaccines at lightning speed. Uh, Listen, we're, you know, uh, people love to knock the United States, but I want to tell you something. This is the most ingenious, adaptive, productive country in the world, and we're all shoulder-to-shoulder in battle, which was, uh, I steal that from my old Mount Carmel High School fight song, to fix this thing. And when we do that, you know, uh, World War II, stuff like that, we do a pretty good job of uh, fighting off our enemies, and in this case, they're invisible enemies, little viruses. If you got a microscope, you can see them, but if you don't, you know... So, we're going to beat this thing. And I think that it will get back to normal in terms of people going out in the service economy and buying stuff and going to ball games. Here's my timeline Memorial Day, best case, July 4th, mid range, Labor Day, Christmas, Halloween are the three outlier worst cases. So, you got to do a little Monte Carlo simulation. And those of you who are finance guys will relate to the matching supply and demand. And that's that's how it is. I mean, this is not the end of the world as we know but it. Just isn't, and it's all going to come back, guys. So there's buying opportunities galore, um, and I have made some new friends out there. And uh, you know, one of the things that I have heard has been very successful. I don't know if I would do this trade now, but it's just an example. Uh, there's a security called the VXX, or it's a—I think it's an ETF—and it's made up basically. This is complicated, and I barely understand it myself. But it's basically a way to trade on volatility itself. Okay, volatility meaning stuff goes up, stuff goes down. Particularly when it goes down, that's what we call volatility in the business. When volatility is screaming, there's this thing called the VIX. <clears throat> And the VIX is uh, the volatility index, which is a property of the Chicago Board of Options Exchange, I believe. So every time you say VIX, they get paid. So don't tell them I said it. But in any event, when that thing is low, when the market is calm, like the Michigan Lake Michigan when there's no wind, the VIX is 9, 10, 11. When things are full-blown linear panic, DEFCON 1, the VIX gets up to eighty. Well, guys, guess where it is today? It's at seventy-nine. So this is like you know, uh, one hundred and eighty uh, diastolic blood pressure. This is like category five hurricane. This is like all the bombers are at the fail-safe point in in market language. Well, the VXX is the way you play that, right? So I talked to a guy today, he made a hundred grand uh, buying. Calls, which are options that are bets that something's going to go up, made a hundred grand betting on the VXX. Good trade. Do you want to do that? No, be- not now, because the thing's as high as it's ever going to be. Right? I mean, if it goes any higher, that's the end of the world. So why bother? Now, maybe you want to, you know, sell calls on it, but um, this is not for the faint of heart. But anyway, the point is, there are lots of things out there that are screaming buy opportunities. And there's some stocks that are priced so low, there's an old joke in options trading, that that stock is so cheap, it is an option. See, because with options, there's an expiration date. Like, I buy a call, and it says, I'm basically betting that this particular stock is going to go up to this particular price by this particular time. Well, if some of these stocks are out there trading for two or three bucks a share... You know, that's the price of an option on a on a real stock like Boeing or something. So you've got some companies now that are trading for two or three bucks a share. Uh, you know, you might as well just buy them. I mean, if they were trading at 20 and now they're at two, you got a 10 banger and your downside is only zero, can only go to zero. So those are things to think about. Uh, I don't have any names for you, but... Um, you know, we'll we'll keep an eye out for that and pass them along. Because that way you don't have to know anything about options, which are complicated. And, you know, I can tell you, I am not really smart enough to be an options guy. And I proved that to myself a few years ago. But I am smart enough to go buy the $2 stock and just let it ride for three months. And, you know, it's like a lotto ticket. But But honestly, a lot of stocks, when they get that cheap, they're going to zero. This is a rare time when... You know, a reasonable stock that's a real business with real profits is on sale like it's the dollar store. You know, you got to think about those things. That's the way you get back to even. The other way you do it is don't do anything. If you got mutual funds, you just leave them alone. You know, if you're, a, I'm at Morgan Chase, I'm at BMO. Those guys are doing their thing, you know, don't. Panic! Don't call your guy and say "sell everything I can't handle and I'm gonna go crazy." Don't do that. That's the road to ruin. You're gonna lock in disaster. Just give it time to heal. It's like a cut, you know. The scab will form. The skin will grow back. You'll never know you had a cut. So that's the advice of the day. But there's more, guys. Uh, I have a, a pretty good deal of respect for a woman named Terry Savage and she does a thing called The Savage Truth and I read a a column that she wrote today which I'm now trying to find and I don't know if I'm going to be able to but let me tell you my civ-like memory retained a couple of things from that column and if I find it I'll uh, you know uh, send me a message or something if you want to I can forward it to you. You can reach me, by the way, my cell phone number, 708-334-8414. And see, my subscribers get the real thing, you know? I'm not one of these ivory tower people. You can call me anytime. Uh, 708-334-8414. That's my cell. You can talk to me. You can text me, you know, uh, for what it's worth. And, uh... You know, I find the more accessible people are, the less they're really worth talking to. But hopefully in my case it's an exception. But uh, and then my email is Terry Nugent at Outlook.com, T-E-R-R-Y and U G E N T at Outlook.com. I am also on LinkedIn, so you can add me and follow me and you know, and message me and all that good stuff. In mail me. But anyway, this this column by Savage is worth reading. The Savage Truth, she calls it. And Terry's been around for a long time and and still looks great. And uh, the thing is, she's saying watch out for bonds because, you know, bonds can get hammered worse than stocks. This is something my options teacher, Dan Keegan, used to tell me. You know, people think bonds are safe. They're not. Because bonds are basically a promise that I'm going to pay you back the money I borrow. Well, what if you can't? Well, then, you know, it ends up in court and get 10 cents on the dollar, you know, 10 years down the road. If you're playing bonds, the way you want to do it is with bond funds that really smart guys and gals uh, put together. Like I have a lot of bonds in my, I'm like 60, 40 equity debt, uh, both BMO and Chase and both doing a fine job and you know these they put together these board these bond funds funds of funds i mean i couldn't figure i don't even bother looking at the statements because it's like they got 26 different funds in in my chase portfolio you know how am i going to figure that out so but they they know what they're doing with bonds particularly i mean banks are in the business of lending money so on the investment side they know how to do this and so you hope that the maturities aren't too far out and hopefully they've got, you know, the proper ratings. But what Savage said, in any event, is that you go into bonds and their investment grade and if they fall below investment grade, then the fund managers have to dump them and then they go down. Now, I'm not sure if she's talking about people who try to go out and buy these bonds themselves. I mean, that's not for the faint of heart. That's not for the... They'll try this at home, kids. But... You know, that's that can happen. So I, sp- I suppose if you've got a bond fund that's not all that well run, you know, especially these high-yield funds, she mentioned. Now it's coming back to me. You know, these high-yield funds have high yields for a reason. And it's like, there's an old saying in trading, it's like picking up nickels in front of steamrollers. You know, if you're getting a little, a little, little extra yield, but the company that issued the bonds is one of these companies that's going to be you know, swept away by this, that was not a good idea. Now, if you're in it, there's nothing you can do about it. But if you're not, you know, don't go for one of these high growth, uh, I think there's an HYG ETF that's a little higher yielding than, you know, normal corporate S&P 500. Well, it is because it's riskier, you know? There's no free lunch. This is sad but true. And I, you know, in college, I almost never paid for lunch, but the reality of it is, in the investment world, no free lunch, risk-reward, that's what it is. The riskier it is, the better the reward, but that works backwards, too. The better the reward, the more the risk. So stay away from that stuff like HYG. Don't think, oh, I'll move into bonds and I'll be okay. That is not a flight to safety. If you really want to be safe, you know, cash is king, but Again, I wouldn't liquidate equities either, not now. I mean, if you just hang in there, you know it's like close the barn door after the horse is gone, right uh, yeah, There's no point running for safety now. in fact, you'll kill yourself financially, and God knows what happens then you know you don't wanna so in any event, we shouldn't talk lightly about such matters, but you don't want to get yourself in a position where you're out on the ledge so you know, keep calm, carry on, listen to what your financial advisor is telling you if you have one, if you can get them on the phone. I actually got my guy from Chase on the phone today. I was very proud of him. You know, I'm sure they're getting calls. But it's kind of like with the virus, right? Don't go get tested unless you think there's a reason. Because if you don't have any symptoms, you know, why would you go get tested? You might get the virus while you're waiting in line. Just because you don't have it now doesn't mean you're not going to have it tomorrow. So, you know, don't call your financial advisor if you don't need to. All he's going to tell you is don't do anything or she. So, um, you know, call me if you want. I'll tell you that, and I won't charge you. So anyway, uh, that's it. I thought that Terry Savage's uh, advice was good. I hadn't thought of that. So that's what I, I try to share things that are novel. Uh, look out for those, you know, stocks that have become options, $2, $3 stocks that were $20 or $30 stocks, you know, uh, one stock that they're talking about, and I don't know what Hilton closed at today, but these hotel stocks, some of the hotels are going to turn themselves into hospitals. I mean, you know, these people are creative. I'm sure somebody will pay them, you know, maybe as much as a hospital room. Yeah, I don't know about that, but you get the idea, you know, uh, the hotels are not going to get torn down. Disney World isn't going to get razed, raised, whatever you, R A Z E D. I read more than I talk. Thank God. So uh, this is a good outlet for me. I get to talk more. So you know, but if you just look at the Chiron, the ticker on the bottom of the of the of the CNBC, if you see a stock that's like two bucks, yeah, maybe take a look at that. You know, I mean, uh, be selective, but. You know, if you see a company and you know it's the old Peter Lynch, if you know, invest in what you know. Like Apple's trading way low. Apple's not trading for two bucks, but Apple's way low. Boeing's way low. You know, there's there's things out there and and the worse they got hit by the temporary uh, hiatus in in life, the the harder they're gonna the higher and faster they're gonna bounce like a super Bowl, for those of you who are boomers and remember super Bowls you know, that's going to be a V-shaped recovery once everybody comes out of their bomb shelters here. So, um, uh, anyway, that is about all the wisdom I have to impart today. And, uh, you know, whether it's wise or not, it's in the eye of the listener or the ear of the listener. So, uh, I'm going to probably wrap this baby up at the moment and, uh, you know, keep your eyes on the prize and don't uh, be a good cheer. There'll be a warning after, you know, all that good stuff. I think it's always important to quote Debbie Boone at a time like this. So uh, hang in there. And until next time, this is Terry Nugent. Again, this is uh, brought to you by Alpha's Next. You know, I don't have the. I'm like uh, Ray Davies with the kinks. So I don't have enough guts to go out there on my own without some kind of brand name to call myself, so Alpha's next, me and my partner Prabhakar and Prem Kumar uh, are going to be trying to help people make more money than the market, and that isn't hard these days, so it's a pretty good time to start Adios